13 minutes it is before 8 p.m. It's our wrap of the top business stories, and I'm joined on this Monday by Snesipo Maninjwa, who's an independent market commentator and analyst, and the CA she joins me now on the line. Snesipo, good evening to you and welcome. Hey, Aya, how are you? What's happening tomorrow? You're dying out here. Uh, what's up? Yeah, yeah. Let's shift away and uh, we'll certainly have a, a conversation, I guess, uh, uh, once again next week, uh, just to reflect on uh, uh, what it means to have the throats reopened in the fashion that many people anticipate tomorrow. But before we do that, talk to me about Cecil. I mean, uh, it seems uh, uh, they found themselves in a very tough environment here. The market cap is nowhere near where their debt levels are. Uh, and they're hoping, I guess, aside from you know, deleveraging, cost-cutting, uh, to also, uh, I guess, undertake a rights issue. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I've written quite extensively about that, and I've also, we've talked about it quite extensively. So, I think I'm going to point out to one statement in that, in the, in the, in the, uh, in the results presentation, uh, was that uh, Lake Charles is still not done yet. Lake Charles is still not finished yet. So I think. Why are we still talking uh, about Lake Charles? Aren't they going to sell Lake Charles? They're looking to sell, but who's going to buy an asset that's not uh, functioning optimally? And even if they do, they're going to take it at a massive discount. So that's where. So they. Yes, yeah, so getting back to it, Cecil. Cecil, so it started last week when they gave an indication to the market of a possible write down. And mm. with the results, a lot of things got firmed up, which was number one. They're in significant debt. They need to sell assets, they need cash in the business, and they need to cut costs immediately. Uh, number two, which I think is one of the biggest, which, which I think is the biggest focus of the story, which is that their debt position is the right offer. So mm. they, the, the, in at the beginning of the year in February, when there was the initial oil market price crash in February, March of this year, they indicated that they would be looking to do a right offer this year. However, um, like I did mention before, I do not know a single shareholder who would support a right offer at these uh, shared price levels. Mm. If you mm. compare to the share price where it was trading, I would even go to, as far as back as January. So they're looking for the share price to stable a bit and hopefully appreciate sure. before that they will consider um, a right a, a right offer and also something very very critical yeah i want us to pause here for a second and maybe take a quick spot break but when we come back we'll, i want us maybe to unpack what would drive the uh, recovery of the sasol share price i think a lot of people have said uh, the reopening of the global economy might i guess have uh, a buoyant impact on uh, brent crude oil prices and that might lead to uh, a bit more favorable of a share price for sasol but uh, we'll come back to that theme after this break it's our wrap of the top business stories, and uh, eight minutes it is now before 8 p.m. I'm joined by Snesipo Manindra, and uh, we're taking a look at uh, the big stories, and one of these has to do 
uh, with uh, chemicals and energy group Sasol and uh, yeah, uh, seem to, seeming to be battling here. A market value of around 91.7 billion rand and uh, on the back of a debt burden uh, that is just shy of 190 billion rand uh, in its a year to end June. And uh, Snesipo, I guess uh, one of the issues you were raising was that um, uh, um, you know, a favorable share price environment might open up the space for this rights issue, but we certainly don't have that now. Uh, uh, do you get a sense that as the global economy reopens and uh, we might see a recovery of the Brent crude oil price, that uh, that might come with it, a recovery in uh, the share price of Sasol? Oh, God, no. You are what how Liz? No, 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 Sasol has structural problems. That's the thing. People like to hide behind an oil price as if the problems of Lake Charles. It has a multitude worth of issues. It is imprudent to say that it's the oil price alone. And I think mm. uh, some of the executives, as they're uh, trying to justify their executive pay, will also add COVID. But Sasol was in trouble last year. All of this is like the emperor's clothes. Do you remember the, the, the story of the emperor's clothes? Yes, it just yes, exposes yes. what already was uh, the cracks. That's what it does. It's not, it doesn't do anything. Uh, COVID hasn't done anything, uh, uh, you know, dangerous, but it's literally as simple as that, which is, uh, emperor's clothes. Unfortunately, the cracks in the business model have been exposed and hey guys, it is what it is. Let's shift our attention to another story, and uh, I guess we stay in the sort of mineral sector here. Sabanya Stillwater. Now, I mean, I found it quite interesting on Friday. Uh, uh, Neil Froneman saying that uh, you know he's reached out to a former public protector, Tuli Matonzela, to probe the uh, raiding of the Bapobamukhale Fund. Now, uh, um, just over six hundred million rand in royalties here that were due to the community. Uh, on whose land some of uh, uh, the uh, rich platinum deposits that are mined by Sibanye uh, sit. And uh, it seems uh, that uh, at last count, when um, yeah, when uh, this particular fund was uh, checked, uh, less than half a million was left in the account. And uh, the only people that would have had any drawing rights on this are provincial officials from the uh, uh, Northwest Provincial Government. What's happening here? And uh, I guess why has it taken so long for our prosecuting authorities to actually find out what happened to these hundreds of millions of rand. Okay, so this is this this thing for this to happen, you need to understand. For this to happen, you sort of you need to have buy-in from the company. They don't like admitting this, but the successful rating of this community uh, benefits requires buy-in from so many parties. Mm-hmm. So what usually happens is that. You know, you've got a young community, the minds come and they're like, we'll make you rich, we'll make you rich, blah, blah, blah. And then they, so they, for the right to mine, the mine usually pays what you would call a royalty fee. So it's calculated, it's actually quite pretty standard, the calculation. The question is always what happens to the funds of the royalty fee? So the royalty fee is not dependent on dividends because that it used to be dependent on dividends, but you know people increase their costs so that they have to not pay any dividends. So so it's it's a top-line expense, and regardless of the company's paying dividends or not, it will always get paid. The quantum may vary from year to year. So that's the basic calculation. Now, the question is, most mines have to report to DMRE, DMRE on 
what um, they've done in terms of community development. It's, it's part of their regulation. And what usually happens is that the community just one little lucky soul. Umdana Bantu, as my, my father wants to say, how could you trust someone who's ever earned a thousand rand with a couple hundred million rand? That's what my father says. So that's exactly what happens. The guy sees the money. And then you go, oh, should we build a school or should I get a Porsche Ferrari? It literally, it's as basic as this is what usually happens. I mean, now, so, so are you saying to me all of this money is being spent on palaces, Porsches, and all manner of other things? Yeah, uh, people are literally, people are spending on the ground. Now, what's unique about the Sibania story yes, is no. that Sibania is not the only mine that pays this royalty fan, this mm. uh, but it is the first one in most recent years, this, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, where the mine has tuned up to look to recover the funds. Usually they just keep quiet about this. They so, just so keep I, quiet I, about I'm, I'm quite interested in something else you had said earlier, Snesipo. You, you, you said some of this, or, or this could not have happened without the complicity of the company. Maybe just no, explain no, that, no, that mechanism. No, it's complicity of everyone. So think about it. Uh, this is actually not even a higher grade question. So when uh, you're the mine, you've got a thousand rand profit. You agree to your to pay fifty rand to the community, right? Yes. So you transfer that fifty rand to the community. You have an operation. You know that. So what usually happens is that there's projects the community. There's usually a CSI framework in terms of things that they would like to spend the money on. Hmm. If you don't see them build things happening, where do you think the money is going? This is just common sense. Yeah, no, <laughs> Literally just no, common sense. So. It's, 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 and I'm not, I'm not accusing of any firm, but it's common. I'm just pointing out common sense should kick in. Oh, no, no, this common sense should this kick is in. So but the issue is, the issue, the issue is that it's not at the executive. It actually happens. You have to think this is a mine manager level that you're actually looking at. So you're saying, okay, the, 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 they need to build a school. So they build a school. Okay, I'm not like Iman, people do school, but at least you can point out the school was built. You can point oh. out something was done. So these are sort of, and what then happens is that, so the community, one person in the community finds out how much money has actually been transferred. That's when you start getting um, riots and issues and drama. So it starts, that's where, that's sort of like where it hints at. So it's, 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 um, yeah. it's a tough one here, Snesipo, and uh, we're going to be uh, speaking to Joseph Matunjo after, uh, 8 p.m. and uh, we'll have an opportunity, I guess, to also hear some of his own views about uh, what has happened you... in this particular case. But uh, no, you uh, just will you... agree on how this is how it happens. You yeah, know, know this very well. <laughs> yeah, we'll well. certainly reach out to him. But Snesipa, before I let you go, I mean, I want us to talk about uh, uh, an entity here that many people would have been familiar with. Now, uh, this is the value-added meats business of Tiger Brands, and uh, they they were embroiled in the listeriosis. Uh, issue um, a few months ago. Uh, it seems now that they're selling some of those divisions, uh, which include uh, some industrial operations in Germiston, Polokwane, and in Pretoria. Yeah. Hey, see, litigation. I, we discussed this. I, uh, litigation. Litigation. I mean, litigation. How, how does this stave them off? I mean, how, how does this protect no. them from the class action lawsuit that's happening already? Delay, delay, delay. I Abonga, you don't understand. Corporates work in this way. Remember how long the um, pilot, um, that mining case, how long it took? Decades. 
about the silosis, the, where the mining firms had to give up the money. Yeah, Think of it this... Silicosis. Yeah, that one. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry I forgot to pronounce it correctly. Um, <laughs> so... Um, Think of it as happening like this. That's really how you have to think of it. So what will happen? It, it sounds evil, I know. Um, it sounds really, really evil. I almost feel bad for people. But what would happen? What will happen is that um, the firm. Uh, what will happen is that the firms will sell, and then as part of the selling, they will um, the, the the purchaser will want to not have the liability. So, but all of this is designed to delay, 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 delay. Because if you're selling the assets, you're selling the assets, you're going to change management of the underlying assets. Now it's going to be difficult for you to trace. So the guys with the class action lawsuit, if I were them, I would cash in quickly. I would literally set out a pot because it's going to be a 20-year. By the time you even go to court, the thing will no longer, Tiger Brands might not even exist anymore. So it's 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 a way to delay yeah. it's, um, it's it's a way to delay and also to frustrate people and get rid of anyone who knows information. So when you sell the management of X Y Z goes, you then make the management sign an NDA saying that they can't talk about. You then you 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 delay you delay you delay you do everything possible to make sure that this thing doesn't even have terms of reference. They're going to be in court for a while. No, it's a delay tactic. It's, it's, yeah, it's a delay tactic. It's, 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 a, it's a delay tactic. And it's also an easy way to not have the liability on your balance sheet because it's, currently you've got what you call a contingent liability. Now, if you don't own the assets, your contingent liability will be capped. Can it cancel on and your books? Yeah. Yeah, no, these are, these are all, these are all just, it's a corporate <laughs> strategy, these things. I, nice you know, to... I know. And uh, good luck tomorrow as you join. Many of our people in the queues, Danny Vulimikala, Inga Buyakunda, please.